Uh, what, so what age did you really start wrestling? Uh, I started at 19 years old in Puerto Rico. And obviously... Working for my father's promotion. And what, what was the major difference that you, that you saw at that time from training down in Puerto Rico from what you saw at that point in time was being how people were being trained up here? At, at that time? Yeah, around that, around that time you were training. Um... I'm trying to think, man. So we're going way back now. <laughs> um, just it was we were just more how to uh, how to how to what do you call it? How to like guide an audience? You know what I mean? It was more about instead of the moves and stuff. It was you know what I mean? It's how to get the audience to do what you wanted. You know what I mean? How to make them laugh? How to make them cry? Uh, and then the Puerto Rican audience was more into the not the violence per se, but they 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 wanted to. It was more about. They wanted to see the good guy beat up the bad guy, not about how cool the moves looked or, you know what I mean, how pretty the, the wrestling stuff was. And, you know, but really got him was, was they just wanted to see the bad guy get his butt kicked. Did you feel any family pressure at that time to want to get into the business? Or did your family basically just say, you know, this is your choice, this is your choice? <laughs> I don't know. I kind of felt like I, <laughs> it's really, I feel like I had no choice but to become a wrestler. Because, I mean, all my jobs are wrestling related. I started in the canteen, you know, selling drinks and uh like pastries and whatever and then i became a beer hawker uh and then from there i was a cameraman i used to work on the hard camera and then from there i just gradually jumped into the ring and and there there i went yeah it's funny you just said that that you were working the camera what was production a very big thing down at that point in time because obviously now it's enhanced like crazy but at that point in time when you were still no, that's very, very, yeah, it's very basic back then it's just you know one of the guys in the in the truck uh the hard camera guy and then one of the guys on the camera you know that's around the ring walking around and getting closer and maybe something on the third camera but that was that was basically the extent of it and so you said you started training at the age of 19 can you talk about the process of you know, with the timeline as far as that, like you said, 19, and you started training. Uh, so I tr yeah, I trained, for, I trained for three weeks, and uh, and that's it. And they sent me on my way. The rest I learned, <laughs> I learned uh, on the job. Three weeks? In the ring. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, that's great. So did you tour Puerto Rico at first, or did, did you jump right to the yeah, States? Yeah, I, I worked in no, I worked in Puerto Rico about, I, about four years. Okay. okay. Four or five years, yeah, from 99 to 03. What were some of the most important lessons that you learned during those first couple of years? First of all, um, you know, just just basically how the business works. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I learned a lot of stuff. That I didn't. I didn't doesn't necessarily mean I followed them, but I, I learned a lot of <laughs> stuff. You know, uh, you know, just just how to um, just just proper proper etiquette. You know what I mean? In the back and with interacting with fans and uh, just you know on how to be a professional. You know. Well, the, it, let's talk about that for a second because I, I don't think a lot of people, you know, a lot of people usually like to turn on the TV and they see a lot of the polished product or they go to the independent shows and they see some of the names that were already on TV. But you talk about the etiquette and the uh, what it's, you know, learning. Usually how long do you think it really takes to really get a good handle on what this business is all about? I would say it takes about a, at least six years. And that's that's not even when you get that's when you really start to become good. Because you just you just you know there's so many things you have to learn. First you learn the technique, you know that's the basic stuff. You know what I mean how to bump and whatever. Then after that you learn psychology, and then from there you just from trial and error you learn how to you know what works and what doesn't work. When was your first opportunity? You had the opportunity to come over to the states. Uh, my 
first opportunity was WWE. Um, I was working uh, for my, my dad, and I guess somebody from WWE, a scout, uh, I think Bruce Pritchard, was down in Puerto Rico, uh, and that they saw me on television and then recommended me. And then a couple of months later, I went. Uh, I remember I did I did two what's called dark matches, which is before the uh, Raw and SmackDown tapings. Yeah, they have these matches just for the the crowd. Uh, I did one in Greensville and one in Greensboro. I think my first match was against Tommy Dreamer. And then the second night I, I wrestled uh, Jamie Noble. And uh, then after that, they, they said uh, they were going to sign me. And then I went back to Puerto Rico. And a couple months later, I was sent to uh, OVW in Louisville. The, the legendary OVW um, training facility. Who was in your class down there? Who were some of the guys that you can name and note that you were working with at that point? Uh, some of the guys, uh, let's see, is Mickey James. Uh, Chris Masters was there. Um, which I think who else? John Johnny Nitro or Impact or Morrison, whatever his name is these days. <laughs> uh, I think it's Impact now. He was there. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. A bunch of guys. I'm trying to think who else. Um, I think Ziggler was there towards the end. I don't know if I spent a lot of time when Ziggler was there, but he was. I was leaving as he got in. Um, who else? This was just after the class of like. Uh, Cena, Batista, and Orton. Like we were the class that you know that came up right after them. What was that experience like? Because like, again, you're traveling Puerto Rico, and I'm sure that like the crowd, the crowd size down in Puerto Rico was 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 large. Because I know pro wrestling is very big down there, especially with you know with your da- with your dad's promotion and, and and with having your name the way it was. Um, what was your impression of working down in OVW? Because there was a, there was times they said that the, the fan the fan turnout was not as big, so it was a much smaller crowd. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, it was, I had the advantage of you know already working uh, large crowds at the beginning of my career. Uh, you know, I was already used to you know working in a stadium full of, full of 15,000 people. When I went, to, yeah. So in the, so for me, it was funny because OVW was the opposite. I went to working in front of two hundred. 300 maybe something you know 150 people maybe okay and yeah and it's probably what was it was a shell was a shocking like a shell shock to you or was it more of like the like all right you know this is an experience let's just try to make the best of it type of mentality well yeah you just it just you know for me it was a new challenge too because for me it was a different audience i wasn't working a puerto rican audience anymore i was learning uh, the american style and working a new audience so uh for me i didn't see it as a uh, as uh, something I had to deal with, you know, it was just it was just something new to me, and I, I, something that uh, I enjoyed. Okay, see, so right there, you just said something. That it was American style. So, what was the major difference between the Puerto Rican style compared to the American style? Well, the, the American style is more technique and uh, more, in, uh, and then the psychology is a little different. Like, like I said, Puerto Rico is more. It's more about violence and more about just the good guy beating up the bad guy. You know, you came to the stage, now it's different. Like, sometimes they cheer the bad guy, you know what I mean? And sometimes it's two two bad guys or two good guys, you know? So that was, it was just, uh, that was just, I'm trying to think what else was that. Yeah, it was that. And then just the different, um, it was more, I, I, wrestling was more like punch and kick and hitting with objects. Not really, we didn't call it hardcore. Down, you know, it, I guess in the States it, it, it translates to that, but it was, for us it was just more... Like I said, it was just you, you know, giving the fans what they wanted, just to see the the heel, you know, get his butt kicked when, when the time was right. And then, you know, so it kind of had to tame, I guess, tone things down for the American style. Did you um, enjoy it down in Puerto Rico playing a heel or, or a babyface? Um, in the beginning, 
I guess it was it was heel. I always enjoyed heel. I never liked I never liked being a babyface. And then like now towards the later years of my career, I've kind of evolved into uh, the babyface role and started to to enjoy it a little more. But uh, yeah, for me, I was I felt like I was always a natural heel. When you uh, when you went into WWE, obviously. You know, you couldn't get a better kickoff than what you have. You're right there with with uh, John Cena, and you're 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 on t- you're on SmackDown, and very very involved. What was that like? What was was there any nerves in that situation? You're going onto this big stage. Can you talk about the experience and what you felt at that point? Uh, yeah, man, it was, just, it was a lot of nerves, and uh, you know, not only that, it's like uh, make it. You know, uh, I, I wanted to check everyone's temperature. You know, because a lot of times, you know, when a new kid comes in and is winning a title, you know, it's a lot of times that. Uh, other guys, you know, will have a problem with it or something. So, you know, I was, you know, I had to make sure that, you know, in the back I handled myself well. And then when I went out there, yeah, I was, I was nervous. But at the same time, I think once, you know, it's one of those things, once you get out there, you have to perform. Like, you don't even think about it. You don't really get nervous because, you know, it's just, it's, you know, it's like a job. You know what I mean? This is what I do. I go out there and I perform. And so it was before, you know, it was before, you know, a nervous wreck. But then once you're out there, you just, you just do what you do. Yeah, because the the ring, the ring is the ring, and the ramp is the ramp, and then it's just it's just the, the the size of the crowd can be a little bit different. That's right. <laughs> and but like I said, I was lucky that I already worked crowds that size, so you know I was already familiar with it. You know, I mean, it wasn't uh, too uh, overwhelming. You know, and you mentioned too, you you're pretty much your first uh, first time in there. You're getting you're getting a title. You're getting the U.S. title. What was that like for you? So, did you feel like they had a lot of trust in you that they could put you in that position and they see that you were able to come through like that? Yeah, yeah I felt yeah, I, yeah, I felt I felt that they had a lot of confidence in me. Uh, so that was that was for me that felt you know reassuring that that helped me uh, that helped with my confidence. You know what I mean? So it's okay, you know, if they trust me, then let me go out there and and back it up. So, can you talk about at that time? You also right not too too long after your first title win, you ended up with an injury. Uh, did you feel? How did you feel about that whole situation? That they, they were still putting you on TV. They put you in some prominent spots, but you were still fighting through an injury. Did you feel like that was like sort of like the, the worst timing that something like that can happen? Oh yeah, I was yeah, I was bummed. I, uh, I thought as soon as I was it, man, I, wow, it's over already. <laughs> I think I don't know. I think I was. I don't even like. I don't even how many. Was it a month then? Maybe I don't. I don't even know if that. Yeah, because I think you you were in a situation where because Cena dropped the belt to you. And then he took time off because I think he was doing one of his movies or something like that. Right, yeah, he was doing the, that first Marine. He was doing that Marine movie, and then he came back, and then you had um, Jesus with you, and then it was like, you know, it was it was just a weird time, and then all of a sudden, like, a week and a, a week later, you were you were in a sling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember, like, yeah, just like, yeah, I remember just, you know, just being bummed, like, wow, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do now. But luckily, yeah, luckily they kept me on TV. They gave me uh, stuff to do. That's why I think that's when they came up with the cabana. Uh, so, you know, I felt, uh, that's another thing I guess was, I felt was a vote of confidence that they, they believed in that I could talk and carry a show, you know what I mean? So that, that helped me too. Can you talk about that experience you had at WrestleMania being able to get, you know, you didn't have a match, but you were in the ring with Stone Cold and Roddy Roddy Piper. That must have I, been, that must have been over, that had to be overwhelming. Um, I'm trying to think, man. I, I, it's one of those things you look back after, you know what I mean? While you were in it, I was just, you know, I, I was more of a, like, you know, telling myself, man, we got to go out there, we got to perform, you know, you can't, you can't, being nervous is not going to help you, you know what I mean? You got to go out there, conquer your nerves and, and do it. So I didn't, that's why I guess, when I thought that didn't, you know, I didn't feel nervous because I get, I get when it's, I, that's why I always like things live because for some reason I feel like 
when stuff is live, it's it's for some reason in my mind I think okay, nothing's gonna get messed up. You know, or at least I'm not gonna mess anything up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, I got you. Yeah, and and it's. It's something too, because like, I remember um, I've gone to a couple of WWE live events around that time, um, especially down to the Meadowlands, because I, I was from Jersey. I was there when you uh, you worked with Shelton a little bit, and you know one of the things that we said about your character at that at that point in time, like now knowing what I what I've learned over the time, is your your character was a, a solid heel character, and I. I'm trying to phrase this question the best way possible. Do you feel because when you're such a good heel, it was like what happened with Steve Austin and The Rock. Um, their characters got so over as heel characters that it, they turn babyface, and then sometimes you end up having to make adjustments when they make that switch. Right. Do you feel that that your character had ended up going through that because your character was sort of that obnoxious guy who spit the apple in his face, but it was turning the fans turned you babyface, and it felt like there was like adjustments being made. Yeah, I just felt too that the, the, I, I never wanted to turn babyface. It was, I felt it was too soon. But you know, being young and and just starting out, I just go, I just went with the flow. But if, if one thing I go back in time, I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have turned babyface because I wasn't ready to be a babyface either. You know, I didn't, I didn't feel it wasn't natural to me. So I guess yeah, if you say the adjustment, the adjustment was trying to maneuver into a character that, uh, you know, I, I, you know, like Carlito, it's like I, I, I knew the character, I felt the character as a babyface. I didn't know exactly how to, uh, how to, how to work with it. That, that's another thing too. You know, we were talking about your development up in Puerto Rico and then coming to the WWE. When you were learning, when did you learn about the, not only the in-ring aspect of it, but also understanding that you're portraying a character? That it's, you know, it's good to put yourself, some parts of the real you, in there. But what what was the hardest part about understanding that you were portraying a character? Um, well, I guess sometimes it was hard. I guess when to turn it on and when to turn it off. I mean, like sometimes mm. <laughs> it'd be out of my Wait a minute, well, I'm not. You know, I'm not a character. I mean, to chill out or whatever. Um, <laughs> like you don't really and, you know, walk and, around. And, and then this, some of the scenarios, you know, with, with, with when to do that too when you're outside of the ring. You know what I mean? Like when is it? You know, because you know the fans are gonna come to you. They don't know you. They know the character. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was about to say, you're not walking around hotels with apples spinning it in people's faces, you know? No, 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 exactly. <laughs> but, like, you know, so if I want to just be me, but if I'm at, like, a convention or something or a signing, then, you know, then you got to turn it on. So you got to know, you know, it's just when to, you know, when to be in character and when not. You know, your, your career in WWE, you know, was, was pretty steady. And then when you departed from WWE... Um, what was it like sort of going back to that independent scene and, you know, going traveling, not under the WWE banner? Um, well, for, for me, actually, for me, it was something new because I'd never done it. I went straight from Puerto Rico to WWE, so I never experienced the independent scene. So I was kind of, I was kind of eager and, uh, and, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was, for me, it was something fresh and something new again. It was, of course, it wasn't a big time, but it was, it was something I hadn't done and I was, I was, uh, excited to get started in it. A lot of guys told me that when they go back onto the independent scene, they also felt a little bit of creative freedom. Creative freedom, because I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to sit here and bash WWE about what they do. It's a machine. Obviously, they, you know they have a bunch of writers and what they do. But um, a lot of guys still feel like they get handcuffed when when they're when they're there because they they have ideas, but and they have some different things they might want to do with their character. Were there any major things that you wanted to do? Uh, with your character, that they sort of said, "Nah, we'd rather you not do that." Well, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. We always, I always felt 
Because yes, once that Bayface joins, I always felt handcuffed. You know what I mean? Because they're like, oh, you're Bayface now, you can't do that. I'm like, no, I can't. You know what I mean? I didn't understand why they were taking away what people liked. Just because he's, a, you know, just because he's a babyface, you know. What I mean, it was, that was one thing I understand. And then, of course, there's issues where you know you have matches and your timing gets cut, uh, and things like that. So, yeah, you, you know, everybody, everybody feels handcuffed at some point. But you know, it's 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 not even WD. It happens in all the promotions. You know, what I mean, it's just part of the part of the business. I will tell you, just from my perception, this is only my perception. You can tell me if I'm wrong. I felt that your babyface momentum sort of got cut off in the feud with Randy Orton. That's when I sort of felt like it was... It, it, I felt like you got sort of stuck in a rut at that point. Yeah. Right Which happens too sometimes. You know, they have guys that have no idea what to do with them, and then they kind of just get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Like, that's that's how I sort of felt, and I was like, I'm like, I just, I'm like I don't understand what they're doing, because, you know, he's 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 got the mic skills, he's got everything going, then all of a sudden it just felt like everything sort of stopped. Um, yeah. You know, and you know, talk about what life was like after you left uh, WWE, and, and you know, some of the, some of the, you, know, you got to travel the world. Talk about that that experience, and I, of course, obviously, teaming, teaming with Primo was also very probably very rewarding for you in WWE as well. I'm sorry for skipping over that, but <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. Towards those last couple of years, were rough for me. I wasn't really uh, happy with the way, like I said, the way I was being used and stuff, and uh, I didn't. There was some stuff, you know, like a thing like a team with Primo. I think I did some stuff with uh, Santino that would have been some, you know, would have been comedy gold. But I just, I had, uh, you know, I checked out, you know, a couple years before I even left the company. Do you feel that, um, did, you, did they feel that you, you had creative input at, at certain points? Because a lot of people just say now that the writers just give them the script and that's it. But back in that... I don't want to say the answer. No, with me, with me it was pretty cool. They, 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 they trusted me. They would just give me an outline, and uh, you know, I said, "All right, then, then you know, do it how how you do it." Okay. Yeah, because if I, if I had said, uh, I, I think if I'd said the stuff that they had written down for me verbatim, I would have never, I would have never gotten over. <laughs> oh, was that bad? <laughs> no, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't. You know, they don't know. They don't. I'm, I'm, you know, they don't know a Puerto Rican character or Latin character. You know what I mean? So you got to add those things. You know what I mean? Yeah, I felt. Really- you got to add a form. You can't just you know. I felt really bad for Primo when they started doing the Puerto Rico you know, Heart of Gold gimmick. I was sitting there. I felt so bad. I'm like, because first, you know, the both. Uh, I felt because I felt very stereotypish when I was watching that. You know what I mean? This, yeah. You know, like, like I, I grew up. I've been. I'm 39. I've been watching wrestling for 30 years. So I've been. I've been, and, and you know, I watched a lot of stuff. And some. So like, I'm at that age where I know where my intelligence is being uh, insulted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're so, so you're so you're watching like like <laughs> here's a perfect example and like i'll edit this out if i if i put this on as an audio file or, or, or uh, write it out but this is where i feel that my intelligence is insulted last year at the elimination chamber braun Strowman is eliminating guy after guy after guy after guy but roman reigns spears him one time and he's done and i didn't understand it like you know that's I guess that's that's Vince being Vince, you know, like saying, well, you know, you have to make Braun look strong, but at the same time, Roman, it's like the old, it's what Bruce Pritchard used to say, Hogan must pose. So no matter what, Roman has to be there at the end. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah so. I guess. So. Also, the, also like the, this, they're trying to aim more towards kids now, too, so. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know. it, and it's true, too. And, and, you know, when you departed from the company, how do you feel that the company has sort of changed? Uh, was because you know 
I personally, again, I told you what Back Sports page is all about. We focus a lot of the charities, you know, more more community based. You know, yeah. Did you see a major it's, difference on how the company would turn from the time you were there? Oh my God, yeah. It's 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 night and day. It's changed a lot. You know, sometimes you can see uh, like on Instagram feeds and whatever, you'll see like old you know clips from. Not even the attitude ever, like my era. I've, I've seen myself a couple times, and I've seen a couple of skits, and I look at them like, "Oh wow, we couldn't, <laughs> we couldn't get away with that today." You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, but you know, especially like, like now with the, like the Me Too movement and the uh, you know the Times Up stuff, and I've seen some of myself like, "Oh wow, <laughs> that's a little." <laughs> I remember we were a little risque, you know what I mean? So it's it's it's, it's, it's not only that; it's just the. Uh, the way they the way they run in the back, you know, what I mean, it's just very, it's a very different time. You know, they, they've cleaned up the business, uh, and they cleaned up the back and stuff. So it's 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 yeah, it's definitely very different from when I was there, and that was in a span of what? I say probably soon after I left. I mean, around that time it started to. Well, actually, I think that was at the very end where you could sense stuff was starting to change. Yeah, they they became very. They're trying to change. Yeah, they're trying to change the image of the company. Yeah, they were, they were trying to sit there. They're like, there's like no more blood, no more. Um, we, we want to make sure we're. Well, I don't want to say family friendly, but they they, they were very sponsor oriented. I think that's the best yeah. way of saying it. They're, yeah, they're paying more attention to that than. Um, so, after you left WWE, you you had the honor and privilege in uh, 2014 to go back to induct your dad into the WWE Hall of Fame. Can you talk about stepping back in front of that WWE audience? I'm jumping around a little bit, so I apologize. But the the going in front of that WWE audience again and hearing the reaction, that how how happy the, the uh, quote unquote WWE universe was to see you again. Yeah, man, it was it was, it was cool to uh, to be back. I didn't I didn't want to talk a lot because I knew, you know, knowing me and being a character, I would have you know I wanted it to be about my dad. So I would you know I'd go off in a band and just try to you know I see. 15,000 people, I, I want to go into entertainment mode, you know what I mean? So I just want to make sure. And it's the same much because it was really it was about my dad. I was just I was just really happy for my dad. I was happy I could be there for my dad. Okay. No, that's, and that's, that's, that's awesome. But you, you had to be a little, little, were you surprised by that reaction though? No, I don't, I don't think I was surprised. I think, uh, I think they, they, they uh, you know, I, think, I remember that it was, it was a character that people liked. I remember that. Uh, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but would you, uh, would you, would you consider going back? If, 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 if they pay me, <laughs> <laughs> if they they lowballed me the last time we talked. Oh, okay, okay. Um, what about like we said we were right before we said that the business is on an upswing, obviously with um, AEW Impact is trying to get it together. Um, do you think that this is a good time now for wrestling? That for I I think it's definitely a good time, and I think it's refreshing what these uh, these guys are doing with AEW. Yeah, and I and I it's, it's something I like to do because. It's just something about being with a with a company from the ground up, you know. What I mean, I've never had that opportunity to, to be, you know, start off with a company. So that that'd be that that'd be interesting to me. And then Impact just I, I, Impact just needs to find, a, I think, a better station, a better way of getting their product out there. You know, what I mean, because it's a good product. I used to watch it, but now they're on some what is it? Some Pursuit Channel? Yeah, it's on the Pursuit Channel, which half the cable networks in the country don't have. Yeah, because I, I yeah I don't get it. I, I used to I used to get it even on Pop. And I watch, you know, I try to watch wrestling at least record them so I can, you know, support the the, the boys. Uh, so I think it's good. I think this will also make WWE. I think will start to, you know, what I mean, it'll, it'll challenge them to put out a better product. So I think, and, and, and I think what it, what I like most.
almost that everybody wins. You know what I mean? I don't understand these people that, as fans, choose to hate a company and, and you know, cheer one company. Because, you know, this com- these companies, they don't pay you. You know what I mean? You, all you're doing is, is uh, you know, what do you call it? Uh, shortening your options. I don't understand. Why wouldn't you want, if you're a wrestling fan, all the options out there, all options available? Yeah, I, I grew up with the Monday Night Wars, and I couldn't wait to watch both shows. Um, and then even when TNA Impact was out on, on its height uh, during while on Spike, you wanted to see. Like I remember the action at that point in time when uh, TNA just first really started getting going. It was like you wanted to see that high flying action. I thought Mike TNA was a little too over the top on commentary, but I thought um, I, th- I thought in general the action was was it was a good it was a good alternative product to what WWE was at that time. Right, right, and I think that's what. AEW, I think that's what I have in mind too. Is 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 you don't have to be a competition. W, you know, just do your own thing. You don't have to. You know what I mean? I think don't worry about what other people are doing. Just do your own thing. I think that's what a lot of mistakes companies make is they want oh we want to overtake WWE. You know what I mean? We want to compare ourselves to them and make a better product instead of just doing their own thing. Which which is not which of course it's you're by with that mindset you're already setting yourself behind. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I think that's where Impact sort of fell apart. Was um, they had that string where they had got before Hogan came came in and Bischoff came in and started working. They kind of had, yeah, they kind of had their own thing. They had, and then, uh, they had their own. I felt like they was, yeah, exactly. They were trying to compete again, and then what? stuff kind of went off its rails a little bit. I, well, I, I I I know we're going off off the rails a little bit here, but I remember hearing. Um, I I met and talked with Paul Heyman, and I, Paul Heyman repeated the same story to me that he said on the radio interview. When I asked about Impact Wrestling, he said he was, I almost took over as president there, and the mentality that he had was he wanted to keep two guys that were over the age of forty at the time, maybe Sting and Kurt Angle, and he said maybe and maybe have Foley there, but have Foley not wrestle. And he said at that time he's like I would rather have guys to say if you're good now, wait till you see them five years from now, instead of bringing in a lot of the older guys and say man if you if you like them now you should have seen them five years ago. And that was the, that was one of those things where you know Paulie has a way of just going, making you just say, "Huh, why didn't I think about it that way?" Because it's really the truth. And now AJ and Joe and Rude and all those guys, they're doing a good job in WWE, but they're not having the same type of caliber matches they had in TNA. Right, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy for them though. It's good, good guys. Um, my last my last couple questions. Talk about the 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 WWE. I was always known to having a ring style. A ring, a way of working in the ring. How is that different from from either being in Puerto Rico or from the independents? The, being the, the WWE style, yeah. Well, as they try to, uh, the, the psychologists, you know, make stuff make a lot uh, sense. You know, what I mean, and they're not into like car crashes. You know, where you just they kind of tone guys down, but so that the, so that the story means more yeah so you see guys oh they don't do this anymore they don't do that anymore yeah because you know you can't be doing all that crazy stuff or there's a time for it just not you know what i mean you can't go out there and have a car crash every night and then sometimes they do it you know there's no rhyme or reason it's just guys doing all kinds of cool looking moves and flips but then nothing but then that's in the story so i think wwe tries to focus more on the story and then work around that okay that's um Question I had to ask you: What was it like for you being over at that original ECW one night stand? That crowd atmosphere. I've asked a lot of the guys who had been there, and they always tell me that it was such it was such a different type of environment. Yeah, yeah, it was it was cool, and 
and it was cool that too like we were the you know we were the heels we were the wwe guys so you know just to feel that energy of them hating on us you know i i i thought it was great you know i mean like it was like a, it was like yeah it's like an energy you don't really get anymore you know what i mean because it was true hatred you know what i mean not hatred and you know but just uh what do you call it just you know anti-wwe you know? and that was uh you know for me that was that was a fun night yeah that you guys could have just stood up there just like you guys did at some points and just feel that heat yeah yeah exactly that was yeah that was that was, that was a good time <laughs> yeah um so what's next for you like what what do you see for yourself do do you want to try to go the AEW route would you you know you said before you'd be open to wwe if as long as they took care of you financially in your eyes yeah. what would you like to see the next move for you be pardon me what would you like to see the next move for you be um i don't know man. i'm just kind of enjoying my time right now um like i said yeah you know AEW is definitely something that, that uh piques my interest and if WWE, you know, I'm sorry, didn't, you know, didn't keep disrespecting me, you know, by, you know, offering me, you know, lowballing me like that. I mean, I could, I could see myself going back and, you know, it'd be fun to be with my brother and my cousin. Uh, and then, you know, dabbling in the acting world, it's, it's going pretty good too. So I don't know. I don't know yet. I'm just uh, keeping my options open. And how much is uh, going into the acting world? How, how, how well has wrestling helped? With you going into the acting industry, um, well, you know, I'm, I'm on Glow now. Then we, we just we're finishing up the third season now, which is that's a that's a fun, fun little experience. And then I just got uh, another thing coming up. I can't really say much. Um, so I'm just yeah, I'm just you know, I'm just dabbling in a little bit. See what uh, see what develops. It, it's nice to to act and get paid and not have to put your body through that rigorous damage, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. That's a whole different world too. It's kind of cool because I feel like I'm a rookie again. So that's you know, it's something new, it's a new challenge. And yeah, like the wrestling thing is, is you know, it's 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 a double edged sword. You know what I mean? Because yeah, you know, people know you and stuff, whatever. But then it's like, oh, it's this wrestler guy. You know what I mean? So it's it's, it's but what's what's kind of cool about it is that they kind of set the bar so low that it, it's easy to, to to impress. But they don't realize is we're kind of stuntmen and we're used to doing stuff live. So you know, it takes us a few takes and we're we're good to go. <laughs> and yeah, and then it's, well, let's just rock and roll. And not not many takes. You know, it's just boom. Um, yeah. So and where can people find you on social media if they want to you know catch back up with you? Twitter is bodyguylito at bodyguylito. And do you also do the uh, do you do the Instagram or Facebook route? Yeah, it's uh, at Lito Cologne two seven nine. Awesome. Uh, and last thing, uh, if you can for me, um, can you do a liner for the uh, for the podcast? Sure. And you can say you know this is Carlito and you're listening to Off Topic. You know you, you know you you can add any tagline in there. It's creative freedom right there. Okay, this is Carlito and you're listening to Off Topic. Yeah. All right, go for it. Hey, this is Carlito, and you're listening to Off Topic. And that, that's cool. That's awesome. Man, thanks 